0: The word Explosion, basically, it's um, a fellowship and a depth of interaction with the Word of God. Um, we just want to know more of God's Word. We want to get into God's Word more. It's strictly a fellowship with the Word of God. Amen to Jesus. Amen. And our Word Explosion for um, this um, month of April, it's um, tagged, um, um, The Word Was Made Flesh. Praise God forevermore. So we're going to be studying, um, by the grace of God, from the book of John. John chapter 1, starting off from verse 1. It's going to be... An interaction with the word of god like we said so we are not rushing anywhere we are not um, trying to keep up with the syllabus we are just flowing with the word of god and i believe that we're going to be learning quite a lot from word expression now in doing this we are going to be getting into details by the help of the holy spirit um we're going to be using various translations to get clarity the purpose of this is to get clarity praise god forevermore. Hallelujah. and um um, um, um we're going to be using um a a, trans, a, a bible translation which happens to be um, the new testament with um 26 translations wow that's wonderful, and um, um, with this, I believe we are going to get a broad spectrum of, um, of an understanding of God's word. Praise God forevermore. Amen. And now, um, for, for purpose of understanding, now this 26 translation, um, the basis of this translation is the King James. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Now, so the King James version is the base for this work, this 26 translation, and it is the only translation which is quoted in its entirety. So, basically, our basic um, um, translation we're using is the King James translation. Many of us know about the King um, version i am a king james boy amen to jesus i with the king james i still love the king james i still buy the king james i'm still like detail to the king james i have hard copy of the king james amen to jesus um so i, I love the king james i i, I because i grew with it now other translations are included only when they differ significantly from the king james so you're going to be looking at us put up other translations here And they will be used when they um, have a significant difference from the King James. But if they don't have a significant difference from the King James, then you discover that will not bring them all praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Alright, so um, sometimes only a few words of a given translation... Of a single f- passage require quotation. Why? Because that's the only you know um, place of difference with the King James. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. But if there is no difference, then um, it, it will not be proper. Praise the Lord, oh. Hallelujah. So that's one thing you want, you note in this study we're going to be having. Praise God forevermore. Now another thing I also want us to note is that um, um, the, the 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 reader uh, will observe that the translators at times differ sharply in their renderings of the same passage, yeah. I believe some people must have had such a challenge, say, um, I pick up this um, version and the the, the rendering is kind of different. I pick up this version the rendering is kind of different. No, it's not that the scriptures are contradicting each other. Are we together? We are going to know the reason for that and um, Often, this simply indicates a difference of opinion in their understanding of the meaning of the original text. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, so, usually, we, when um, translators um, translate, they, they translate based on their meaning of the original text. Now, even if you go to the original Greek, you discover that there are different Greek writers. We have Theia. I usually use Theia. But there are others. Are you get what I'm saying? And they all... Translate based on their meanings of the original text when you go to the hebrew. We have brown there He's um, um, also um, a translator. I get sin and these all translate based on your Understanding and you see um, we don't we don't have clash with them because of their understanding are we together? Uh, we are just to get the best out of it. Why is this so let's look at first Corinthians chapter 12 chapter 13 sorry Verse um, twelve and then verse nine. Let's read it, please.
1: Okay. So First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse twelve says, "For now we see through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in parts, but then shall I know even as also I am known." And verse nine says, "For we know in parts, and we prophesy
0: in parts." Beautiful. That explains it all. We see through a dark glass. You know, this Apostle Paul is speaking here. One of the great authorities in scriptures, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. He's speaking here and he's saying, we see through a dark glass. And we know in parts. So when translators translate on the basis of their dark glass, you don't fight them. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You try to get the best. When they translate based on the path they know, you don't fight them, you try to get the place. And, and, and when, we, and Apostle Paul also says, we prophesy in paths, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's one of the problems I have when I see that people are fighting over scripture. My brother, my sister, no matter what you know, it's still a dark glass you are seeing from. So long as we are still in this human trend, it says when that which is perfect is come. That means he says, and then it says when we go to be with him, we shall know what? in totality. So so long as we are in this human flesh, we are limited by the dark glass of our human flesh. Are you getting what I'm saying? And our human mind, the Holy Spirit releases everything to our spirit, but our human mind receives gradually. That's the reason why you may get an understanding of scriptures today. And another three years from that, the understanding brothers. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, because our reception is from the perspective of the dark glass. And that's why we are not to fight ourselves in the, in, in, in the church. Praise God forever, Hallelujah. Our, our, our prophesying is what? In parts, We will never prophesy in full. We only prophesy in full when we go to build the Lord Jesus. Praise God forevermore. And Hallelujah. let's look at another uh, verse of Scripture. Proverbs 25, verse 2.
1: And Proverbs 25, verse 2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But the honor of kings is to search out a matter.
0: You see that? Is the glory of God to do what? Conceal, Conceal a thing. thing. You see, scriptures have been concealed by God and it is His glory.
1: And that, that, that's why you can't just pick it up as a newspaper or an article and think that you can get the same out of it no. just as you know being inspired from god yeah it can be the same yeah. because it's 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 a concealed article let me use that that term
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you know so that's one thing we need to come to scriptures with It's concealed and and, and um, God, I, why does God conceal it? Conceal it because that's what makes Him glorious. Yeah, that's what makes Him glorious. Mm. It's the glory of God the glory to conceal, conceal thing. That's what makes Him glorious. He has concealed everything. Now, like somebody once said, he said, "Man does not invent anything. Man only discovers." Mm. What does it mean to discover? This means to own to, neg- this is negative, so to discover means it was covered and you now do what? Uncovered. It says the glory of God to conceive a thing and the honor of kings to do what? Search it out. So the more we search, what happens? We attain kingship. The Bible says you are kings and priests. Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? So, it, some of the time, we just like to pick this scripture, we are kings and priests. You know, It's not something you get excited about. It's something you work to become your reality. To manifest kingship means to word To search out scriptures. Search out scriptures. Praise God forevermore. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah to you. So, we understand this. Amen to you. So, they, 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 they all, um, the difference in opinion is their understanding of the meaning of the original text. And we don't fight them for that. Praise God forevermore. We appreciate the work they have done. <laughs> are we together? Yeah. And we build on it. Amen. Amen. In other cases, however, a difference may be accounted for by the fact that the translators were not rendering the same text. Are we together? Yeah. Praise God forevermore. Yeah. So when they are not rendering the same text, mm-hmm. amen, when they are not translating the same text, then there could be a little, you know, let me use the word, um, variance, but it doesn't mean a discrepancy. For example, Monsignor Ronald Knox, Most of us have heard about the Knox translation, it's a beautiful translation, Monsignor Ronald Knox version um, is based on the Latin Vulgate the Latin Vulgate, Latin Vulgate is kind of the vernacular Latin. I know the Bible was um, was was uh, was um, basically the, the Jesus spoke Aramaic, uh, which is vernacular Greek, so that he, his listeners could listen to him. Um, the, the the apostles spoke Greek, um, sorry, um, uh, uh, Aramaic is vernacular Hebrew. Amen to Jesus, so his his listeners could understand him perfectly, and the the disciples were all Greek. They were all Jews. So they either spoke Hebrew or they spoke what? Aramaic, also, are we together for somebody like Peter who was an illiterate? Should have expected that he was speaking Aramaic, is that not so? Praise God forevermore, yeah, because he was an illiterate, praise the Lord. All right, so now, um, 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 Old Testament Hebrew, New Testament, basically Aramaic Hebrew, but had his first translation into Greek, amen to Jesus, yes. and then next was Latin, and then King James came from Latin, Now you get what I'm saying? So now, John Knox went, go, took from Latin, Are you get what I'm saying, which was a beautiful place to translate from, and then also, um, George N. Lamson, translated the Aramaic text. So, straight from Aramaic, are took. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, you can see the, the, where they translated from. Now, all other versions are based on Greek text. You see that? Okay. Now, but at times, the Greek manuscript themselves show significant variations. That's why, you see, um, the, the most reliable remains the Aramaic. Are we together? Yeah, the Aramaic, the Hebrew. Are we together. They are kind of are the most reliable. Now, but you see, everybody translated based on the material he had available to him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and for these ones to do their translations, we must give them kudos. Exactly. We must. <laughs> you see, they actually lived translating. Um, the likes of um, um, Martin Luther translated um, a Latin into English. And they actually lived his life Translating. Translating. Imagine translating how many books? And you have to be scholarly to do this work because you have to check and cross-check. You have to know what they call um, um, translation errors and avoid them. For example, one word may mean two different things. Let me give an example. In my language, the language, the word Oko, it means fire and it also means light. But it it is used in different contexts. So now, for you to translate perfectly, you have to know the context in which oku is used so you can use it rightly. Exactly. So this was the tedious work these men did. And we owe it to them. We give them kudos for the great work they did. They did not, some of them that they, they didn't have the pleasure of shouting and preaching like we shout and preach today. You know. Some of them didn't have the pleasure of even, you know, doing the miraculous like we do today. What talk about the likes of Weekly, the likes of Tyndale. These men, they didn't have the pleasure of, let me use the word, getting the benefit of, let me call ministry that we do today. Their life was sold out to what? getting these scriptures available to us. So, we will be doing ourselves a disfavor to fight the great job they have done. It is the spirit of Ham that does that. We are meant to appreciate what they have done. Are we together? And make the best of it. Now, in looking at this situation of, you know, they translating based on the materials they had available to them. Where this is so, each translator must decide for himself which reading is nearest the original. Praise God forevermore. Okay. Now, Henry, Herford, Her- Henry Alford said this. He said, a translator of Holy Scripture must be absolutely colorless. You must have, when you mean the word colorless, it means you must have a plain heart, a plain conscience. Your Let me do what? A transparent um, mind. I call it the umbrella, the, the, sorry, they call it the umbrella mind. An open mind. Are we together? Yeah. And he says, he must be ready to sacrifice the choicest text. It's not about I like this translation, I like. No, you must be ready to sacrifice the choicest text and the plainest proof of doctrine if the words are not those of which he is constrained in his conscience to receive as God's testimony. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now you must come with an open mind, a plain mind, depending on the Holy Spirit to get what is right. That is why some of the time when I'm preparing the team, some of the time I already have a preconceived notion or a preconceived idea before I go into preparation. And I begin to search scriptures and begin to compare. And I see that what I thought of is not what scriptures is saying.
1: Especially, especially when the, the verse comes to you without you actually having a good grasp of the context exactly, or in which the verse was used. And then by the time you come in and you find out that, oh, the context i actually want to use this verse is not going to fit in it's yeah. not going to it will be a misplaced you know um use of scripture to be a
0: con, con yeah. out so, of context so it's
1: at that time you are going to have a fight to yeah. either submit to the
0: holy spirit's yeah. interpretation or you know your your emotions or your, ha. Yeah. okay so whenever i come to that place i always submit to the holy spirit i drop and i dump and i instantly throw away my preconceived you know no um, idea or ideology. It happened to me, I was preparing the teaching and I saw it and I saw, I would already written and written and when I went, I'd already written and when I went to the verse of scripture, I saw that, man, this thing is not it. You know what, that teaching, is how many years ago that teaching has not been completed till today, <laughs> today? Because I won't, I won't play down on the work of the Holy Spirit because I want to prepare to what may sound exciting to people. That remains my basis of scriptures and I believe that should be our basis of scripture. If we do this, we would appreciate the work done by those before us and then depend on the Holy Spirit to get broader and better understanding on the work that they have done. Why must we do this? Because we all see in a dark glass, we know in parts, we prophesy in parts. Make the most of the parts we have. Mm. Let's make the most of the dark glass we can see Mm. so that when we get there, we'll be glad that at least we made the most of what we had and we'll get the perfect understanding. That is the basis of, you know, what explosion this month. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. um, Praise God forevermore. We give God thanks and praise for another opportunity to um, know more of God's word in our um, world explosion. We appreciate God for the previous episode. It was awesome and it was um, so um, blessed a time. Um, we're going to be continuing today, and um, we have been on the book of John. Uh, the previous episode we looked at John chapter 1 verse 1 and today we are trusting the Holy Spirit to help us look at John chapter 1 verse 2 and verse 3. Holy Spirit we ask for revelation, we ask for insight, we ask for understanding, we ask that you grant us understanding that we may live into your word. Thank you, sweet Spirit of Living God, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. All right, like we've been, like we said in the previous um, episode, we have been looking at these verses of Scripture using various translations, um, 26 translations, as it were, um, to be able to get a broader understanding of Scriptures, and um, um, we, we we got some good insight in our previous study, and we trust the Holy Spirit for greater insight today. So we're looking at John chapter um, one, verse two. And then verse 3 today. Verse 2, the King James Version says, The same was in the beginning with God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now, some other translations that say the same thing on a different way. We, we have the um R-A-H-M, and it says, Was originally with God. Was originally with God. Was originally with God. Now, um, uh, we are looking at the same was in the, the same was in the beginning with God. Now we need to understand something here that um we began to, as humanity, as um, humans, we began to know that God, as it were, is from the beginning. Are we together? Um, because prior to the beginning, man was not created. Are we together? Yeah. yeah. And um, even in the beginning, when we see the creation story in Genesis chapter 1, we discovered that it was in the 27th verse that man was actually created. Praise God, forevermore. So that means that without the beginning, we cannot, we cannot have... And we cannot have, as it were, a knowledge of God. Now, um, the beginning is important for us, for us to have a knowledge of God. Praise God forevermore. And it is is important for God, it's important to God, for God to actually, what, bring us into the picture of creation. Praise God forevermore. This is where the beginning comes in. This is how important the beginning is. It actually has to do with us, man. Praise God forevermore. God has no beginning god has no end so the beginning is not actually important to god from his point of view praise god forevermore but the beginning is important to us from our point of view and our place in the uh, in, in in the creation um story and our cre- place in, in the family of god without the beginning we cannot actually be recognized in um, you know creation and in the family of god praise god forevermore and that's why the bible says the same was with the same was in the beginning with god so now also we can begin to understand the place of the world from the beginning point of view now the world was before the beginning we saw that in john chapter one at the beginning I'm saying it was before the beginning John, verse one sorry the Word was before the beginning but we can start having a relationship with the world we can start knowing the world based on the beginning so the beginning plays a pivotal role in our knowledge of the world. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah, Hallelujah to Jesus. And that's why I said it was originally with God, was originally with God. The world was originally with God. Now why the word originally here also makes us understand that. Now most of the understanding we have about the world is when it was made flesh. Praise God forevermore. When he came and he became human, Jesus, the son of God, the son of man. And also, uh, uh, 100% God and 100% man. Uh, um, the, the, what what the theologians call the uh, hypostatic union. Amen to Jesus. Yeah. And what they also call the tentropos. Praise the Lord forevermore. Alright. Now, uh, we, we, we started having knowledge of God's word in the person of Jesus when he was made flesh. But why this verse, why John renders this in this way is to make us understand that. Yeah. See, our first knowledge of the word... Is not actually when it was made flesh. Our first knowledge of the word is when it was in the beginning, when God began to create man. So that means the word, com- the word was already ingrained into man in creation. That's when we actually had the first knowledge of the word. Most of the times, our first knowledge of the word, our first mention of the word is when it was made flesh. But that's not actually when the word was revealed to man. The word was revealed to man at what? At the beginning are we together another translation the um, BAS says he was with God from the first he was with God so um, um, his 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 oneness with God his togetherness with God his presence with God has always been fr- before even time began but we began to know this from time are we together that's the reason why if you want to use time to understand God you have your mental fuse blown yeah for those who, come and who argue about the deity of Jesus, about him being one with the Father, the problem, the reason why they are having that kind of issue is because they are trying to understand God from time. God only incorporated us into himself with time, but he before time began. Mm-hmm. I get what I'm saying? Yeah. So we can, for example, a child who was born by the parents... Trying to understand the parent as a child is gonna have some a lot of challenges. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, because the the parent came before you, are you get what I'm saying? Some of the times you begin to understand your parents when you have left their home. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. When you have left and you begin to understand them little by little. And by that time you may not have the time to, you know, have let me use the word the fellowship with them that you'd have had when you were in the home. Praise God forever more. And that, that's a challenge, those who are trying to understand the hypostatic union, those who are trying to understand the government, Godhead, that's a challenge they are having because God only engrafted us into himself through time. God only brought us into the picture of, um, of, 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 of creation through time and we can never use time to explain eternity. Neither can we use time to understand eternity. Any attempt to use time to understand and explain eternity is the, is the blowing of the mental fuse. And that's why those whose their mental fuse already blown, they have a lot of things to say about what they don't understand. Are we together? That is the reason why the best we can do is, in time, we can celebrate the God who lives in eternity. And the things we do not know now, we leave them for eternity. I know true about it. When we get to eternity, we will not even need those knowledge. (laughs) That's the beauty about it. Praise God forevermore. Read that Um, um, The WMS says, he was face to face with God in the beginning. See that again. Face to face with God in the beginning. The son is the only one who stands face to face with the father. Are we together? Yeah no one stands face to face with the father cherubim and seraphim from a distance they lift up their face they see the glory they bow down and they say holy holy is the lord god almighty they don't stand face to face to the father are you getting what i'm saying yeah. the 24 elders from a distance they don't stand face to face to the father the only person that stands face to face to the father is the son why bible speaking it says the, the lord dwells in a light unapproachable to me to, to all that means the light that the Father dwells in is unapproachable to all. The only person that approaches that light is the Son, and if the Son is the one that approaches the light, that means he's the Father. Are You get what I'm saying? Because if this light is unapproachable, and the only person, the person who stays in it stays in it because he can approach it. Are You get what I'm saying? In fact, he's comfortable in it. In fact, is that light that makes him comfortable, and others, it's unapproachable to them. And then the Son approaches the light. That means the Son and the Father are one. They both can dwell in the light. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay. Are we together? And then the Holy Spirit also dwells in the light. Amen to us. So the, the Son is, was face to face with the Father in the beginning. And now we're going to be understanding why actually was face to face with the Father. Amen to Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right. And verse 3 makes us understand that. And then... um, um, um it says, um, the um, uh, PHI transition says, and he existed with God from the beginning. From the beginning, he existed with God. He didn't say, now nah, watch this very well. He existed with God. With God. With God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. With God. Now, the best way to explain this scripture that tells us we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, we also be glorified with him. We are joined heads with Christ. That means with Christ, we are not separated. Are you getting what I'm saying? The word with there speaks about a union that is inseparable. Bible says, um, 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 for this purpose shall the man leave his father and his mother and cling to his flesh, and they both shall become what one flesh, an inseparable union. So the son being with the father means a union that is inseparable. So they are one. Are you get what I'm saying? So, he's one. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. He's one. And so, he was with and he existed with God from the beginning. Now, John here writes from the understanding of Genesis chapter 1. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, that's why it's believed that the, 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 the gospel of John is not actually rated among the synoptic, the Matthew Mark Luke. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why? Because if you look at the rendering of John, he has a major view from Genesis chapter 1. So John before he wrote his gospel he had to go to read the book of Moses. He had to go study the writing of Moses, the book of Genesis. He had to study it and began to understand the the son from creation. So he didn't just pick up and write about that's why you see he's his rendering is he renders he renders Jesus as God and as the son of God. I get what I'm saying? Yeah because of his relationship with jesus on earth um it's believed that he was a disciple who jesus loved are you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. now his relationship with jesus right just look at what he said in first john chapter 1 verse 1 he said the things that we have looked upon our eyes have handled uh, 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 the things we have looked upon are our eyes have seen and our hands have handled of the word of life now that statement i I don't forget that statement i I don't forget that verse of scripture there are quite a number of verses of scripture that i I, I cannot remember both this verse and the scripture together but i don't forget the word because it tells you a level of certainty a level of relationship and a level of assurance now not only did he talk with our eyes are looked upon him we have seen him and our hands are handled now there's a place of we looking at him there's a place of we seeing him. You can look but not see. Mm-hmm. So you have to mo- move from looking to seeing. Now, while Jesus walked the face on the earth with them, he asked them, what do men say, I am? They were saying differently. Then. then Peter said, that was Jesus, the son of God." And then fresh, he said, flesh and blood I have not revealed this to you. Now, possibly John must have been one of those who were saying what people were saying. But when Peter revealed that, John began to desire to know more. Oh and then it says our hands have handled it's not just that we held him but there's a level of contact we had with him that transcended just everyday relationship and so when jesus told him um um um, um, son behold thy mother mother behold at another foot of the cross where jesus was about it was really john um, it um, is told that John was the only disciple that followed Jesus down to the cross. The others, they were from a distance. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So he and Mary followed Jesus down to the cross. And then Jesus personally handed over Mary, his mother, to John. It says, And he said, Mother, behold thy son, son, behold thy mother. Now, Jesus had the younger ones. James was his brother. But why did he hand over the responsibility of the upkeep and he taking care of his mother to John? It makes us understand that there was a level of love that he had for John and there was a level of fellowship that John had with him that the others did not actually have. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, it, it, from the 500, it Jews uh, 120 were separated, from 120, 70, from 70, 12, from 12, 3 and Peter James and John the 3 and from the 3 there was a 1. Now, John, when that handover was done, he, he didn't just stop there. He had seen Jesus walk the face on earth. He had had a relationship with Jesus while he walked the face on earth then he he didn't just go to write based on what he saw Jesus do. Matthew wrote based on that. It was Mm. a tax collector. Mark wrote based on that. Luke, the physician, wrote based on that. And you get what I'm saying? But John had a first-hand experience, yes, but he wanted something more than the first-hand experience. He
1: wanted more concrete, you know,
0: revelations. More concrete revelation. And so, he went to the book of the beginnings. Now, this is the Son of God. We saw him on the face of the earth. He did things that made us think that this is the Son of God. Remember when he He, 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 he brought them out of the troubling um, storm and everything. Peter walked on the water and then he brought Peter. Peter said Peter was sinking. the whole story. And then when they arrived at the seashore, sea instantly, they told the Bible and said, this must be the Son of God. Of God. I
1: think just, just to um you know, throw a great light before we move on, let's bring it down to ourselves. When we look at the attitude of John towards, you know, having a deeper revelation of Jesus that he saw in flesh, you know, saw his uh, the marvelous things he did in the flesh. Yeah, you know and still desire to go further to know him through the scriptures yeah. because they they didn't throw away the torah they were still yeah, yeah, Jews so yeah. they they were still given to the words of 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 god the laws you know yeah. as Jews and so it, this tells us more that we shouldn't just stay with um, our experiences as believers, yeah. okay um I saw the, the things God did in the church, you know, I saw what God did through this man of God. I heard his testimony firsthand, I saw when the person came in, and when the person was living the transformation, yeah. you know we shouldn't just stop with that, we have to still go back to scriptures, yeah,
0: yes. you know yeah
1: going back to st- scriptures makes gives you mm-hmm. an edge,
0: yeah
1: it actually gives you that uh, what made flesh revelation you know exactly. it makes it more concrete in your hands
0: exactly exactly like
1: we were uh, watching watching the story of the uh, matia yeah. uh, the romanian uh, matea, yeah. yeah you know on saturday and you know it, it still comes back to to my mind this man was in prison for eight years. He was a pastor. He was in prison for eight years, okay. and he said he almost forgot the scriptures these eight years because mm-hmm. there was no. No, I he was hidden as in isolation for yeah. a long while before they brought him out to meet some other prisoners and, and all, all that, that. All that there was no Bible he could read.
0: Yeah.
1: No Bible he could. Read. He was almost forgetting scriptures, but three things he kept in mind. Uh, one of it, especially, was that Jesus was
0: living in him. Simple.
1: So we have to come to a point that we have to tell ourselves that having a one-on-one, you know, study,
0: yeah.
1: one-on-one encounter with the scriptures,
2: yeah.
1: will help us a great deal because these things you see with your eyes will fade when you begin to see a new picture. Yeah. And the way the world is evolving, and we, we as heirs of God that we just uh, understood in, in the last conference, we should be expecting persecution. Yeah for following Christ, and uh, we have to prepare ourselves to suffer with Christ at any point in time. So we don't know where we find ourselves, wherein we'll begin to see new pictures painted for us, Mm. or we'll begin to find ourselves in new situations. Would you forget, won't you quickly forget the pictures you have received? You know, in the in the midst of the gathering, in the midst of you know one-on-one encounter with the man of God and all that. You need something concrete that will keep you running when the physical Bible is there, it's not there again. Or when the physical gathering of Christians is no more there again. What will keep you running? Yeah. It has to be a deep conviction. and you don't get that deep conviction with what you see in your environment. It has to be deep from the scriptures. If John could go back to... to, the, to I mean, from John's writing, you actually see him referring to Moses, referring to some key things that Proverbs actually wrote concerning yeah, yeah. the wisdom of God. Yeah. You know, being, being yeah. made flesh. So yeah. we have to, you know, not just learn about his coming, also learn some things about the way John went about his revelation of
0: of Christ as a son of God. Yeah. You see, um, like we said from the beginning, that um, theologians actually believe that um, the John's gospel mm-hmm. is different from the synoptic gospel. Mm. Now, John was able to make himself different yeah. because he didn't just stay with eyewitness experience. Exactly. He went into Revelational experience. Mm. That's actually what even distinguished Paul also.
2: Yeah.
0: He says I confirm to flesh and blood. That's God they say I converted to flesh and blood. But I went to Arabia for three years and I began to study. He stood in Arabia for three years and he had personal revelations of Christ. And then he came and began to write, um, he began his evangelistic work. Now, what we different experience is good, physical experiences are good, life experiences are good. But the truth is that when a personal revelation is added to experience it makes you stand out yeah it
1: begins you know you, you come to a point of wow 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 so when jesus was actually doing this this was exactly what he was trying to refer us to when when moses said exactly, you know when so and so said no, when Dada exactly. da, da, da said exactly. you know it brings the picture it becomes more real and tangible to you that's why i say this this word that we have handled handle how handle. do you handle words
0: <laughs> you know yeah. it's not
1: just a mere seeing and mere no, talking
0: no 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 no. So he, he actually went the extra mile. And that's the reason why he was still the one that was given the book of Revelation. Yes, Because amongst all the disciples that were with Jesus, he was the one who went the extra, extra mile. Mm. When studied Genesis, studied the books of the law, he saw Jesus quoting the Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. he saw Jesus quoting the law, and he, he was like this is a master. The the man knows who he knows. So he didn't just want to be like others who they just wrote or they said. He wanted to know like his master knew. And that zest for to know like his master took him to these studies. And then that's why he could now understand Genesis chapter 1 better. Understood when he understood about one better, he understood it clearer, and that's why he could even go. He could understand the writings of Daniel. That's when. That's why when we, in the, on, the, on, the, on the day of the Lord, um, the, the, the word of the Lord came to me, and he began to write the book of Revelation. When God began to speak to him, he he could write clearly because number one. He, 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 it was God speaking, but no matter, he had also studied.
1: Yeah. So, so, so it was, it was just aligned. Side side. Mm-hmm. He was it, just this is what God said to me. Verbatim. This is what I found from scriptures, and they are, they are just you know they, aligned. they are aligned. So
0: there's that, no confusion. There's anywhere. no confusion anywhere. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So um you see, he says, and he existed uh, with God from the beginning. So we can see that um John understood a lot mm-hmm. about creation mm-hmm. in fact he began writing john chapter 1 verse 1 with the creation mentality mm-hmm. with the revelation of creation i get what i'm saying he understood jesus beyond the son of man beyond the suffering servant beyond the prophet that many called him beyond the one who just healed the sick and raised his dead and open blind eye he understood him from creation perspective Why do we say so? Look at verse 3. It says, All things were made by him. Now, if he didn't read Genesis chapter 1, he would have not brought this here. So he was writing from an understanding of Genesis chapter 1, not just an experience of the Christ that walked the first day. Or what Jesus told them. Or what Jesus told them. Mm -hmm. So he merged his revelation with his experience yes now this is a very important thing we need to know as we walk with the lord you must be able to merge revelation with experience revelation with encounters you see it's good a thing people say they've had visions they've had revelation they've had um, 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 and trances and dreams and every of like that but now a trance is good a vision is good but what what revelation Boost that vision. Word revelation bets that trance. Are you getting what I'm saying? If there's no revelation to bet that trance and vision, it's just a mere, let me use the word, um, fantasy. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so this is what John did. He had experiences. He, he saw, he saw, they saw the Mount of Transfiguration, him and uh, uh, Peter and James. They saw Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration. They saw him torn, all glowing. Wow beautiful encounters, they saw him, he raised his dead, and he said, but John was not just okay, he was not just satisfied with the encounter, because he knew that Jesus was more than an encounter, Jesus is a revelation of God, so, we we live in a generation that is looking for encounters, they are looking for portals, they are looking for dimensions, but I tell you, Jesus is more than an encounter, Jesus is more than a portal, Jesus is more than a, a dimension, Jesus is the revelation of God to man. That is why John ran to Genesis because he knew that if Jesus we are seeing is more than an encounter. I prefer a revelation to an encounter, because a revelation will bet a better encounter, but an encounter cannot bet a revelation. And this was what John did. And he says, What all things were made by him? What is the source of this statement? The source of this statement is not just theories. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. right. so um, we can see that um, John had an understanding of Christ from Revelation point of view in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Now that we read uh, verse 3, it says, and all things were made by him. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 3.
1: Genesis 1 and verse 3 says and God said let there be light and there was light.
0: That's the spoken word there. If we go to Genesis chapter 1, sorry um, the same, um, John we are looking at John chapter 1 verse 1, it says in the beginning was the word, and here we see that God began creation by what? The spoken oh word. The same word. This makes us understand that this rendering of John was actually based on the revelation he had of Genesis chapter 1. Oh. But if we read from verse 1 down to verse, let's read from verse 1 to verse 3.
1: says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light.
0: Beautiful. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 begins with, In the beginning. Mm. John chapter 1 verse 1 begins with what? In the, in the beginning. beginning. So John wrote based on a revelational study of Genesis chapter 1. He began his writing based on the revelational understanding of what? Genesis chapter 1. This reiterated back to us that an encounter is not enough. An experience is not enough. A vision is not even enough. A trance is not enough. A dream is not enough. The revelation of Christ is all that matters. Mm. And so he says, all things were made by him. And we see verse 3 of Genesis chapter 1, that all things were made by him. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Now, the TCNT says, through him, all things came into being. Through him, all things came into being. That means, without the world, nothing would have been come into being. Yeah. Without the world, nothing would have been created. Now, let me help you understand something. That the Godhead is incapacitated to create without the, the world, which is the person of Jesus. So, that is why we're making, um, by by scriptures we're making us understand that you cannot separate any personality in the Godhead from the Godhead. He becomes incapacitated. He becomes what? Incapacitated. It's just like trying to separate your body from your what? Soul. You are dead. Is that not so? Separation of body from soul and spirit is what is death. (laughs) It's simple. That's death. death. Definition of death is body separated from soul and spirit. So this separation of Jesus is not God. Jesus is you uh, are you are you are trying to kill the Godhead, which is impossible. Are you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because everyone personality in the Godhead has its purpose. Without the Word, which is the pers- who is the person of Jesus in the Godhead, the Godhead is in- unable to create. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. He says, so what? Through him, all things came into being. Through him, all things came into being. Without him, nothing comes into being. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The G.S.P.D. says, everything came into existence through him. Everything. um, The the other one says, all things. Now, this one says, everything. Now, if you look at the word all and every, in the Greek, it's actually the word pass. Are you getting me? Which means all, every, all manner, nothing excluded. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, nothing would have been created without the world. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It says, the PHI says, all creation took place through him. I like this translation. All creation took place True. through him. <laughs> <laughs> they took place through him. So without him, creation would not take place. The, exi- the, the, the existence... The manifestation of creation is by the word. Are we together? Yeah. And the lamb, like lamb, lamb says everything came to be by his hand. Everything came to be by his hand. Now, we must understand something, that without the word, there is no creation. Mm. The Godhead was absolutely dependent on the word for creation Absolutely, totally dependent on the world for creation. Why? Because the world is the wisdom of God that creates. Look at Psalm 104, verse 24.
1: Psalm 104, verse 24 says, O Lord, how manifold are thy works? In wisdom hast thou made them all. The earth is full of thy riches.
0: In wisdom hast thou made them all. You see that? In wisdom. So outside wisdom, no work is created.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, look at Psalm 136, verse 5.
1: Psalm 136 verse 5 It says to him that by wisdom made the heavens and for his mercy endured forever.
0: By wisdom. The other one says in wisdom. Mm. By wisdom. So, <laughs> without wisdom nothing is created.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And let's look at First Corinthians 1 verse 24.
1: First Corinthians one twenty four says, But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. The
0: power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, without power and wisdom, there can be no creation.
2: Mm.
0: Because there are wisdom... Let's say, for example, in every building, there's a wisdom part, which is a technical part. The architect draws a plan and then he supervises the building. Without him, you're going to have some, you know, hitches. hitches. Now, you now need the power part, which is what? The masons go- have to get to work. Mm. The steel benders have to get to work. The tilers have to get to work. That's the power part. Now, so every building is emperor of what? Wisdom and what? Power. And Christ is what? The power and the wisdom of God. <laughs> so without Christ, there is no building. And the next verse, the next um, 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 part of this verse makes us understand that, which we are going to be looking at. So, with this we understand something, that Christ is the missing of creation. Mm. He's the missing of creation. Also, he's the intellect of creation. Mm. By the missing, he's the power of creation. By the Intellect is the word wisdom of creation, so Christ is both what the intellect and the Mason of creation. And then the next thing you also understand is that Christ is the hand of the Father in creation. If, if Psalm 136, verse 5, we saw it, it says, By the hand you made them. So Christ is the hand of the Father in creation. So we don't understand this, and that's why we confuse that. We just get ourselves all worked out. You see, without your hand, can you create anything? You can't really create. Is that not so? Now, for the Father to have created. When we hear this, and God said, we just think that it's just a spoken word that came in. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Christ is all. Psalm says by the hand. Christ is not just only really the spoken word. It's the hand of the Father in creation. So Christ even created man. He created Adam. Are you get what I'm saying?
2: Mm-hmm. He's
0: the hand of the Father in creation. Are we together? Yeah. So Christ is the creative power and creative wisdom and creative word of the father so remove christ there is no creation that's why the preceding the next the second part of this verse 3 says and without him was not anything made that was made (laughs) why because he's a power of creation he's a wisdom of creation He's the power for creation. He is the wisdom for creation. He's the hand of God for creation. Mm. Another translation says, Aaron, Aaron H.M. says, came into existence and not even one thing. So not even one thing came into existence without Christ. Remove Christ, nothing. Even you that are arguing the deity of Christ, you would have not come into existence without Christ. So it's the early foolishness to argue... That the one who created you is not the one who created you. Are you mm-hmm. getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's no argument here. All right. And then more Translation says, No existence came into being apart from him. Mm. Apart from him. Remove him. Nothing comes into existence. Are we together? Okay. And then the N.E.B. says, No single thing was created without him. Christ is the creative power of God. He's the creative wisdom of God. I mean God, I mean the Godhead. He's the creative hand of God. Without Christ, there is no creation. And this revelation that John had was based on not only his experience, physical experience with Christ, it was his revelational experience of Christ through his study of Genesis mm. and the study of the Word of God over time. This is what the church To keep doing, we must move from experience level to revelation level. Mm. Revelation can bet experiences, but the experiences cannot bet revelation.
1: That's
0: it. One man's testimony may be good, but if you want to stand on that man's testimony and say, This is the way God will do it for me, you may just ruin your life. Have a personal revelation of God for yourself, and you see God. Work out things in your life based on that revelation,
2: yeah,
0: and then you now become an experience for another Mm. and become a testimony for another. Praise God! Hallelujah. And see,
1: just to buttress on um, verse 3 all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything that was made. Uh, The book of Colossians Paul in this is Paul's writing, right verse 16 says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible Mm. and invisible, Invisible. whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. him." He is the wisdom, the power, and the words, the hand of God. And all things he created by his wisdom or by his words or by his powers, by his hand, were for him and, you know, and created by Him. Yeah. So this it is important for us to, you know, let me use this word, know this person, this personality, you know, mm. know his 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 purpose, know his, you know, this yearning will lead us to more yearnings. That's what. Yeah. Uh, yeah because it starts yeah, from somewhere. Yeah. You don't yeah. just know about Christ folding your hands.
0: No, no, no. It starts
1: from I want to even know. What does the the name Jesus mean? Yeah, you know, it starts from there. Before you know it, you're going your, your your search keeps getting deeper because there's no end to his search.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah.
1: There's no there's no end. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we have to come to this understanding that um, revelation of Christ is is very important for every believer. Very important for every child of God, especially in these times we are in.
0: Especially in these times, uh, we are especially
1: in, yeah. in these, in these times, times we are in, in are where the angel of 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 darkness, you know, appears in our midst as angel of light. Yeah, yeah. if you don't have a revelation, you will be swept off. Experience is just will be off. following the angel of darkness, thinking he's the angel of light.
2: Yeah,
1: there this, are so many parades happening in the body of christ today that only those with revelation understand that this is actually darkness parading
0: yeah 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 and you see
1: what is happening in 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 the church today when you begin to talk about these angels of darkness parading as angels of light those who are void of revelation begin to attack you begin to you know call you names because they believe that this 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 light cannot be mistaken but it's written in revelations John has spoken about it already. Yeah. If you are void of revelation, you will be easily deluded. You will be, ev- you will be deceived easily. Y-
0: you know, um, Jesus was speaking and he said, many shall come and say, Lord, I cast out demons in your name. Mm. I hate to seek in your name. Uh, and every of that, he said, but I'll tell them, depart from me, you workers of naked, I know you not. Now, it's what you're talking about there is deceivers. Mm. Deceivers. And they are everywhere now. They're everywhere. It only, see, experience is not enough. Experience is not. You don't run your Christian life on experience. Encounters are not even of You are talking about encounter. They will give you encounter. Yeah. The devil must create himself an encounter. He, he, he is a master at faking everything that God does. Mm. So if his encounter we give you, if the experience we give you, it's only revelation that will yes, distinguish you in this time and mm. distinguish me in this time. So the revelation that will keep us in this time, this time of great shaking, this time where. Where there is deception, the spirit of deception is on the on the rampage. Spirit of judgment on the rampage. Mm. It's only revelation. The Bible says, "You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free." It's only revelation, revelation of Christ that would be able to salvage us in this time of different dramas, charades,
1: and uh, you know, and, uh, all sorts happening. All and, sorts. And, and you know, I, if we if we look at the way we actually prepare for the unforeseen as humans. You know, uh, like in Africa here, we are used to hoarding. When you hear a little, there's going to be a market um, surge or, or or no, scarcity, scarcity you yeah. know. You see, the, the extent people go to hoard
2: yeah. items yeah. just yeah. in
1: preparation for when this scarcity comes. This is the same, you know, it, I'm just giving us a little picture of how we ought to be serious about getting these revelations and,
0: yeah.
1: in, in quotes, hoarding them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you will not know when you find your where you find yourself, many have found themselves in the in kidnappers then. Yeah. And what saved them at that point was a bit of the revelation they had while they had the opportunity to read their Bible or hmm. you know to really go deeper in the Word of God.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So we have come to a time where we have to be serious with knowing having a revelation of Christ Himself. Hmm. Praise God.
2: Hallelujah to Jesus. Um, uh,
1: I just want to take us to Ephesians chapter 3. Still Paul, you know, speaking about um, Christ from the beginning. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll just read from verse 8. I'm going to use the... Let me use the easy English version to also read it. Okay, He says, I am the least important of all God's people. But still, God has given this special work to me because he's so kind. He has sent me to tell the Gentiles about the great things that are that are ours because of Christ. Uh, God gives us such good things to us in Christ because Christ is so very rich. Mm. These things are more valuable than anyone could ever know. Mm. Paul said in these revelations, they are so valuable to us than we can ever understand. We mm. can ever picture or mm. have a grasp of. Mm. Praise God. But said, God sent me also to make clear to everyone how it would cause his secret thing to happen. God who made all things hid these secrets during past times? We're talking about the old, uh, you know, the Old Testament, which we understand are shadows of what are yeah. you know to come and uh, the experiences we are supposed to be having as believers. Those were all shadows. Verse 10 says his purpose was to show now at this time how completely he understands everything. He wanted the spiritual rulers that have authority in the heavens to know this they would know it by the church God's people so you see your revelation eh is actually um is is important because what you know principalities and powers uh, we get to you know understand God from you
0: yeah
2: yeah you see yeah, when yeah. believers
1: take authority over these these principalities and powers yeah you are these demons think they know mm they actually think they know. Yeah. The fallen angels think they know. Yeah. But by the time you demonstrate the revelation of Christ as a believer, mm.
0: they
1: come to and say, "Yeah, that light we fell for." I I think this is a. This, this is a taste of what actually fell us off mm, from Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. This
1: yeah. is, I mean, is English is trying to bring it down. Yeah, to what, because yeah. the King James actually just re- writes it like this. I'm going to read verse 10. It says, To the intent that now unto the, prin- unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Mm, mm. When the church have a grasp of the manifold wisdom of God, have a grasp of the revelation of Christ. All-inclusive Christ. All-inclusive
0: Christ integrated Christ.
1: Heavenly beings, these principalities and powers begin to understand that ah
0: so there's more to Christ.
1: There's than more to the this these believers. Eh? You see that is why they say the devil is not actually you know threatened by your prayers. Yeah. He's not threatened by your many gimmicks. Mm. What threatens him is when you begin to possess the wisdom of God.
0: Yeah, and manifest the when revelation. you
1: begin to have a revelation of Christ and you are manifesting
0: it. D- Daniel thirty Today, they know their God, they shall be, they strong, be strong and they, shall and they do explode. You see, so it, it, it's, it's serious in the times we live in now for us to begin to pray for the revelation of Christ. Mm. In these times we live in, there's a lot going on, a lot, a, a lot. lot. There's drama, there are many teachings, there are many things going on. It's serious for as John did we have to start doing. Mm. Experience is not enough. Sorry, encounter is not even enough. John yeah. was there in the Mount of Transfiguration. Mm. Encounter is not enough. Um, seemingly, portals and dimensions are not enough. All that matters is revelation. Mm. Revelation is what brings knowledge. Absolute knowledge. That you can now have confidence and now stand and speak and act based on that confidence. Mm. Amen to Jesus. Mm. And this was what John went for. We all have to go for it. We
1: all have to go for it.
0: We all have to go for it. Now, and I pray that the church begins to crave more for revelation. Amen. For revelation. Not the falling, not the crying, not the jumping, not the singing, not the dancing, but revelation. When we begin to cry for revelation, we may not fall, but the devil will fall. We may not cry, but the devil will cry. Yes. And that's the, that's the kind of church the devil is afraid of. Yeah. It's a church that knows and when they stand up, mm, he's in trouble. That's the church he's looking for, he's afraid of. And we must become that church Amen. by revelation. All right. Thank you um, for your time. We're continuing. Tomorrow, and we'll be starting up on verse 4. God bless you. Grace to you. You're out there, you've not made Jesus your Lord and personal savior. Um, I would want to invite you to make this decision. It's the best decision you can make in your life, and I encourage you to do it. Now, if you want to make this decision, please say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today, I know that I am a sinner, I know that you died for me, and on Calvary's tree, you shed your blood to take away my sins. Jesus, I surrender my life to you today, I make you my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray for you, Lord. I pray for everyone who has made this decision. Thank you for receiving them in the beloved. And thank you for giving them the grace to serve and follow you all the days of their life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Wow. Beloved, thanks for listening to Grace Life Komi Podcasts. We believe that you've been blessed via this episode. We request that you also remain connected to us via our other social media handles on so Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and YouTube. We are Grace Life Komi on all these platforms. Also, for more information about the ministry of Pastor Chimdi and Funke Oahuna, kindly visit Chimri Oahuna Ministry.org. You can also send us your requests and testimonies via email today through Ministry at gmail.com. We are dedicated to feeding your spirit man with spiritual meals that we edify, equip, and engender your growth in the knowledge of God. Remain connected to Grace Life Komi. God bless you.
2: Jesus is Lord.